Well, good morning, friends. Everybody's doing good, right? Ready to do better? Yeah, man, we come here to get filled up on the Word of God. And today I got something huge to share with you. Uh, we're going to be talking about hope. And when you think about hope, what is the Christian hope? You know, the, the, the hope of the world means, eh, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I hope so, maybe one day, but that's not what we're talking about, okay? The hope we're talking about is our hope in Christ. And, and I'm going to give you a biblical definition of that. When we're talking about hope today, we're going to be talking about the confident expectation about what God's going to do, amen? Is God faithful? Amen. I mean, all the time. And even when it doesn't work out the way we think it should, that doesn't change what he's doing, does it? You know, but as we continue to read his word and, and, and feast on what God's doing, uh, he continues to just peel back, man, the veil and show us even greater things. So, um, so we're going to be talking about that today. Also, when we think about this, our hope is our firm assurance regarding everything that God's doing. And it's the foundational uh, in our life as Christians, as a believer. And, and the Bible says this. I love this verse here. If you want to write down in your notes here, Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. That's a, that's a powerful thing, isn't it? Because a lot of times, man, if you, if you could knock somebody's hope out, man, guess what? Dive bombing. When you offer them no hope, guess what? Man, they just think it's over. But I'm going to tell you what, we've got a hope so, right? His name is Jesus. And again, when we're talking about hope today, we're talking about the confident expectation. Amen. Are you securing Christ? Let me hear you say amen. amen. All right, if you name, ain't, we're going to be the time you leave here today. All right, because that's the message. So I want to keep on rolling with that. Our verse for the day is in Romans 12, 12. And it says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Think about that. Be joyful in hope. And, and I think about that often. And I said, you know, how joyful am I in? Am I in my hope? And what do we say hope was? Confident expectation. Am I joyful knowing that I'm a, I'm a child of God? Knowing that, you know what, because I've asked the Lord to come into my life and forgive me of my sin, not because of anything else, all about Jesus, that I have that hope, that confident hope. And see, that'll bring joy, amen? That'll bring joy into your life. But then the next part of that says, patient, be patient in affliction. But see, if I don't have the first piece, it's going to be hard to be patient in affliction, isn't it? So let me re rewind that a little bit. If you're secure in Christ, when Christ has come up, you can still have joy, Amen. Now, I don't mean we got to like when we get bumps and bruises along the way. But guess what? Life has bumps, bruises, setbacks, all that. Amen? Yes. Yes. If not, I want to I sit with you a little while because I know it does at my house. You know? And I tell you what, a lot of times, man, you preach, you don't have no problem. <laughs> no. You know what? But I got a problem solver in my life and I choose to focus on him more. And sometimes I need a little encouragement. Sometimes I need somebody to say, hey, uh, why don't you focus on the Lord? But I'm telling you. God is greater than anything else going on in your life. God's greater than any sin in your life, past, present, and future. Somebody say amen right there. That, that, see, that's when you get up in the morning, do you say, hello, Jesus, what's going on? Or do we just go, oh, I got to go to work. I got to get out of bed. I got to do that. We do that sometimes. But I tell you what, if we can keep our focus, our hope, and our eyes on the Lord Jesus, it changes everything, right? It's that whole perspective of what's going on there. So I, I know that, you know, when we spend some time with, with folks, um, you can usually tell where the heart is short order, can't you? You know, you spend some time with folks and you say, oh, what's going on? And then sometimes it just seems doom and gloom and doom and gloom. And you ask myself, well, man, what, what, is, what are you putting your faith in? And a lot of times why we get so overwhelmed because we're putting our faith in the guy in the mirror. Amen? You know, hey, let me tell you, I can make a whole lot more problems than I can solve. Amen? 
I mean, I, th- I used to think when I was coming up, good old buckrow boy, I said, man, you know what? I'm a man. If I make them, I can solve them, you know, all the problems. And I found out I can make a whole lot more than I could solve. And then, and you know, I tell you what. But let me tell you how good God is. He'll come outside of the church and tell you, tell you that he loves you. Isn't that something? He'll, he'll meet you in a doctor's office and tell you that he loves you. He'll meet you anywhere, right the way you are. So if you're here today, you know, don't think you've got to clean up to get anything from God. He's already got it here for you. All you've got to do is believe him, amen? So I love that. I, man, I'm, I want to jump into one of my, my God stories, but I'm going to keep on rolling. So just hold back a little bit. So we're going to keep on rolling here. We talk about being confident in Christ. We talk about being faithful in prayer. Now, you know, when he's talking about being faithful in prayer, I don't believe God is talking about you, you just get up in the morning, you're just walking around and people are talking to you and just, oh, Lord, 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 and you're not plugging into anything else. But I believe it's an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of prayer. You know, when you're looking at things through the lens of the Lord, amen, things like that. You know, now I'll tell you what, man, my mom is 85 years old and I've known her all my life. I guess you figured that out, right? But I will say this. I, I can't think that my mom can all, I believe somebody could kick the woman in her shin. She will thank the Lord they didn't get my toe. She could always pick the positive out of something. Now, I didn't always do that. You know, so that's something, a legacy that my mom's kind of trying to, trying to live on. But as I look through things, and look how blessed I am in Christ, how much God's forgiven me, how much more should I forgive others, amen? When I start putting my life up against the backdrop of the cross and say, wow, man, it's a tough day, but look what God did. Look what God's done for me. Look how much he loves us. Look how much he forgives us. And so looking at those things, it helps me to be joyful in hope because I know that that expectation is God loves us, amen? I mean, you say, God loves me. Do you believe that? Now you just say, well, he loves, you know what, do you make it personal? And know that Jesus Christ loved you so much that he went to the cross for you. Now that's something right there. When we start making it personal, that's what, that's what really grabs hold of what's going on. We're living in a world now, they, they always say, well, don't take it personal. Or let, don't, don't get so personal about it. But I'm here to tell you in this particular situation, make it personal. Because that's the only way you're going to come up on the other side of it. Amen. It's not about your grandma's faith. It's not about Uncle Ed's faith. It's not about anybody else. It's about have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. See, I'm not going to get in there and stand before God and go, hey, Mike said everything was cool. He said, you know, I'm here. No. Have I called on the name of Jesus and made it personal? So today you're going to have an opportunity to do that. But let's keep on rolling a little bit. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Now, we just talked about the end of the year. Did anybody have a good year? Anybody have a couple of bumps and bruises along the way? Amen, yeah. Anybody ready for a fresh start? We're always ready for a fresh start, aren't we? You know? And, and, but, you know, a lot of times we won't let go of some of the things in the back, right? We still I always talk about it. There's a reason why the rearview mirror is smaller than, the, than the, the windshield. It's not bad to look back and reflect and pull from that. But if we try to drive forward looking backwards all the time, you're going up the curb, man. You know? And so I hope today that we could take a look. And look at the year in review and see what God has done, but also look forward to what God's going to do. Amen. Because we serve a big, awesome Savior. And God wants to make a difference in your life. You know why? So you can make a difference in somebody else's life. See, that's the whole thing. Pass it on. I love it. So we're going to be looking at that today. I also want to read a little scripture for you. Uh, if you, I don't have it on the board, but I got it right here. And we might be using these a little interchangeable faith and hope. But here you go. Hebrews 11.1. 1, it gives you a definition on this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We put the trust in what God said. Is God good to his word? Is his word perfect? Amen. 
Can we trust in his word? Amen. Everything else changes, but God never changes. I mean, everything, even, even you know, uh, families and different things like that, you try to do your very best, and sometimes uh, we miss the mark. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? God never changes, and that's the great thing about building our life upon the foundation of the truth of Jesus Christ because he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's a good word. All right? Let's keep on rolling. So the first thing, you know how I love to break them words out. This is what the Lord was showing me. We're going to talk about honor, honoring God. I said, when we trust, okay, give me, let me write this now. Read this, what I wrote, because I know I'll mess it up if I don't. I said, honor. I said, when we trust God, we honor him, because that says, God, I know you can do it. I believe you, and I'm dependent on you. Doesn't mean you know, you got it all figured out. We saw that in the last few weeks when God has whispered to us and different things and stuff like that. I encourage you guys to look back through uh, some of the stuff that Tim has on the internet, listen to some of the sermons we've uh, been able to preach over the last weeks and months and stuff. And, and that's also, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, you know, a lot of people, how many people got smartphones? Anybody get some stuff like that? Some of these cool things for Christmas? Hey, we got an app. You can put that on there. You can listen to the word anytime to encourage you in the things of the Lord. Just a side note, I want to make sure you know what God's doing and what's available to us. But here's the thing. When we turn around and we put our hope in God and we honor God by saying, hey, you know what? I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you can. And that's where that peace comes in. What about this? What about this? What about this? I don't know. I don't know all those things. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to seek the Lord. And we're going to honor the Lord by trusting him a step at a time. Amen? So let's keep on rolling with that. Got some good scripture here for you guys to write down and seal in your heart. First one we got here says uh, Hebrews eleven six, And it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many people want to please God? Can we turn this up just a little bit, pretty please? I want to make sure we get a good recording on it. So, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Man, if we get our hearts and minds around that scripture, we can run with it. So it says right there, it says, God is a rewarder of those who trust in him. That song was right on time for that. And earnestly seek him. And that's what the Lord showed me last night when I was running through here. I said, our dependence on him shows his greatness through us. Our dependence on him shows the great, his greatness in us. And what I mean by that is, there's things that are going to come in your life, in my life, that's just way past what we can handle. Amen? Anybody experience them sometimes? A lot of times. And when you come through that, or when you respond like Christ, you say, what in the world? How did you come through that? And you say, you know what? It's, it's just God working these things out. We're trusting in God. You don't have to know all the answers if you know the one who is the answer. That makes sense? So I want to keep on rolling with that same thought process there. Now look what else he says. He says here, we have a great reward inside of us. You ever think about that? You ever think about who you are in Christ? We need to do that daily. Because see, the world will not tell you how amazing you are. They'll tell you everything you're missing out on. You should have bought this. You should have this. You should be thinner. should be heavier. should be taller. should be whatever. It, you always, the world is always telling you what you don't have. But God's always telling you what you do have. Amen. Who are you going to listen to? I'm going to listen to the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be arrogant, but we can be confident because we are a child of God. When we call on the name of the Lord, he says, you are mine. I seal you with my spirit. Let's keep on rolling with that. This ought to be pulling bricks off our back today. When you come out of here, you ought to be 10 pounds lighter. 
right? Just leave all the nonsense at the door, at the cross, and don't pick it up, all right? Look at this here. 2 Corinthians 1.22 says this. And he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Man. God loves us so much that he deposits himself in us. That's just amazing right there. You ever feel alone sometimes? Sometimes we feel alone just like, man, what is going on? I'm here to tell you that God says when you call upon the name of Jesus, that he gives us as a deposit, right? A guarantee as the first installment guarantees everything that he has promised us. The Lord himself, the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the, from the dead dwells in you. Now, let me tell you, we ought to be smiling. We ought to be excited about that. And I said, so what does he do? He leads, guides, teaches us, comforts us, and all those things. I said, we should be the most confident people in the world. And notice I said, confident, not confrontational. Ooh, got quiet. See, a lot of times we get all, well, what do you believe? What do you believe? They get the denominations and all those things and stuff like that. And, and a lot of times, especially if they find out, well, you go to church or if you're a preacher or whatever, they, go, they say, well, what denomination are you? I always say, Jesus. That just squashes everything. Right? Well, well uh, so what, what, you know, and they, and they want to come around another angle. I said, so what do you preach? I said, Jesus. <laughs> I got that answer. Go. You know, what do you mean? I preach it's all about Jesus. So I don't get wrapped up about what to wear, where to sit, what to give, what to do, all those things right there. If our main focus is on Christ, everything else is going to fall in place. See, a lot of times, well, oh, you got to do this and we got to say this. and we got No. Read the word. See, the biggest thing that the enemy's got against us is he tricks us into keeping his, God's word shut. Amen? If you keep that word, the manual, the basic, what, is it, what do they call it? Basic uh, instructions before leaving earth, the Bible. If we keep that shut, you know, we're not going to know who we are. God put us together. Amen? He knows what makes us tick. He knows what, what makes us work. And he knows that we are able through the victory of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we just need to wrap our arms and, and, and hearts around that. And when we do that, when we start understanding that, that's where the peace comes. Now, I'm going to tell you what, I'm not always Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, but I will say about 98% of the time. 99% of the time, my wife's going, I don't even know. No. But most of the time, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood because you know what? Over the years, I look back and I go, man, look what God got me through here. Look what God got me through here. You ever go hang out with some of your old buddies and you go, Wow. This is amazing. You remember, and they say, you remember when you used to do this and when we did this and all of this stuff and everything else? And they go, you're lucky to be alive. And I go, yes, I am lucky to be alive. So many people here are lucky to be alive, right? I don't like saying like we're fortunate that God brought us through it. How about that? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know what? When you look at that, I want my life to be used to impact somebody else's life for eternity. That's it. I was thinking about this last night, and I, I talked to Denise, and, and me and Tim's talked about this, and others have talked about this. How many people here knew their great-grandparents? Okay. You, could, you could say, tell, your, tell me what your great-grandparents' name was, maybe. Whatever. You know, they say, Tim was telling me this one time, he says, usually, about what is it, the second generation? The second, like, the time you get to your great-grandparents, people don't even know their name, you know? And I thought, Wow. Now, I don't really care if Buddy the 14th knows my name or not, but I really hope that they know my heart. I really hope that they know. say, man, my granddad was all about Jesus. Yeah. I want to leave a legacy, not just with my uh, blood relatives, 
I guess we're all blood relatives in Jesus, don't we? But, but I want to leave a legacy of Christ wherever we go. And so, you know, how do we do that? We have to purposely be thinking about, hey, how am I investing in, in my time? How am I investing, uh, you know, what I do? All these different things. But you know what? I want to keep coming back to that because when we do with our time, what we do with our talent, what we do with the voice, what we do with our backs and arms and legs and all those things, we can either honor God or take away from God. And so let me tell you, whatever it is you're doing that God's put in your heart, man, honor God with that and run with it. What, if, what you, let me ask you this question. Are what you investing in, is what you're investing in, Paying eternal dividends. Think about that. Is it paying eternal dividends? I can help people out and do this and that and everything. And there's different uh, things that come up that we like to do from time to time. But my whole thought process, as God's been churning things in my heart, do they know Jesus? We can do a lot of good things and miss the God thing. I'm all about the God thing. Because the God thing pays eternal dividends. See, that's the thing that's going to last. That's the thing that's going to make the difference. So, you know, when we're, we're going into these situations, I, I need to know who I am in Christ. Even when I don't know how we're going to do it, when I don't know how this is going to happen, I can be confident in Christ by honoring him and saying, you know what, Lord? You told me to step out. I'm going to step out. You told me to give. I'm going to give. You told me to forgive. I'm going to forgive. But you know what? Can't do that on our own real well, can we? But look at this. The first installment that guarantees everything he promised, the spirit of the Lord lives in our heart. You're not alone, amen? You're not alone with these things. I'm going to keep encouraging you in the Lord. Anybody encouraged yet? Amen. Just a little bit. All right. So we have some good stuff for Christmas. Got a few odds and ends. Everybody got some cool stuff? Anybody get electronic stuff? Things like that, a couple things? First thing you did, you probably said, or look at this, or if something comes up, you wanted to know what's the warranty, amen? I got, I got a new paper shredder because I've killed everyone I had. My in-laws got me a paper shredder. And on top of the box... They gave me the warranty. And I thought, I'll need that because I know that I'm going to use that. What I want to talk a little bit about here is that, you know, even in those things right there, the warranties and the guarantees, it's only as good as a piece of paper if they stand up to it. I could go back there and say, hey, look, uh, this thing quit on me. They go, well, oh, well, uh, did it happen on a Tuesday? Yeah, well, we don't cover it on a Tuesday. You, you've seen those things. You know, how, why is this? Think about this. Bought a lot of cars in my life. And if I don't buy the warranty and I have a problem, you know, if you, do you have the warranty, sir? No. If you had the warranty, it would have been good. And then when I do have the warranty, do you have the warranty? I go, yes, I do. They go, it doesn't cover that. <laughs> you know, you ever seen that? It's like, what's up with that? Why are you talking about this, buddy? Because I'm going to tell you about the guarantee that's in your life. Christ in you. And, the, and, and his warranty is in that book. His guidance and guarantee is in the book of life. Amen. And so it's good for us to be students of the word of God. Not just casual with that. Because I tell you what, if something breaks or something like that, you get in that warranty, you're going to say, okay, it does this. It's supposed to do this. It's supposed to do this. It's supposed to do this, right? How often do we do that with the word of God? Do we say, you know what, Lord, you promised me this. You said this. You said, I got eternal life. You said, you know, no weapon formed against me going to prosper. So when those storms of life come, are you, are you ready to open that book and say, I'm going to stand on that promise right there. I know what God says right there. I, I know that. You know what? He says it's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. So that's why it's good to know God's word. Because when, when those things come up in your life, you better know God's word. Because we're going to stand on those promises. Amen. Because the enemy will lie to you. Amen. Right? 
He'll tell you, oh, no, no. Well, you just got in an argument with somebody on the way here, so you're out. Oh, yeah, but you didn't do this or this. See, that's religion. Religion says you got to do to get. Relationships says I love you. And because I love you, I sent Jesus Christ to pay the price for you. And if you put your faith and trust in that, you're mine. Man, why do we make it so hard? I made it hard for a long time. I dated a girl and a uh, long time ago, way long time ago. I put that in way, way long time ago. And there was a, I didn't know about Jesus. I thought he was way out there and just waiting for me to mess up. And we were hanging out one day and we were coming home and I was driving and this and that. And she said, well, I know I'm going to heaven. I said, what? What? You've been hanging out with me. That's, where, that's a bad strike right there. This is before I was walking with the Lord. And I said, just like, just like many people do. I said, well, what makes you think you're so good? She goes, no, it's not that I'm so good. He said, God's so good. She said, I asked the Lord in my life years ago. And she said, I hadn't always walked with him. She said, but I am confident in Christ. I can remember, I can tell you exactly where I was at on the street. I was going down to Rouse Boulevard in a 78 Camaro. I was like, how can you say that? You know, she had hope. She had confident expectation. It wasn't based on her. And now look, please understand. I'm not saying live any way you want, anything like that. I'm saying that what qualifies you is Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. See, she had that. She knew that. She said, you need him. I was like, what? I know I need him, but I was like, I can't approach God. Look at all this, you know. But see, the way we approach God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Right the way you are. Isn't that amazing? Some people that you would think that never be preach- would never be preaching to you are the ones man God uses the most. I've been in some crazy stuff. I had a guy one time I was playing some music and doing some stuff and hanging out and doing some different things. And this guy was wild. He was rough. And I was hanging out. And this guy said, come here. I said, yeah. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm just hanging out. He said, come here. I said, what? He said, you better straighten up. What? He said, I'm going to tell you what. You better straighten up. Push me back like that. I thought, it just blew me away. I think, what? And I look back as time goes by. But see, he'd been around the block and he could see things coming. He's like, you don't, 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 don't. Thank the Lord for those folks on the sidelines. Said, let me tell you, let me speak in your life. He didn't say, well, you know, it's probably not a good idea for you to be hanging out with these folks. Oh, you know, it's probably not. He snatched up on me and said, hey, dude, don't. But see, now we get all, all excited. Well, I really wish you wouldn't do that. We're like... Stop, look out. You get, anybody, you know, you see the old movies? They got the girl tied up on the, on the train track, and here it comes. You can see it coming, man. It's like that with our kids sometimes. You're like, Junebug, don't do that. I got it. The train is coming. Oh, no, no, I got it. And they're out there dancing on the track. You're going, get out of the way, right? I believe Holy Spirit's telling us, get out of the way and let God work in our life. That's who we are right here. But a lot of times we want to drive. We want to ride the bus. And, and then when we get over in, uh, you know, in, in the ditch, we go, can you help me now? But I want to tell you, I'm going to encourage you with this. God's so good, he still pull you out of the ditch. Amen? Anybody been in the ditch? I was looking. That's crazy right here. I was looking when I was coming back. I parked the trailer. And I looked right over there by that stop sign. And there are like two big tire marks through there. And there's a big scrape where their engine hit like a piece of the blacktop. And I was like, man... They really took a, took a tough bout there. 
And I'm walking and the Lord's like, you remember you doing that too? And I know what he meant now. See, I've, I've, I've cut a, a, a many a corner too close in my life, amen? I've been in a many of, of, of ditches in my life. But God didn't say, well, I'm just going to leave you there and just let you rot. He said, I'm going to bring you to the other side. Isn't that amazing? That's the love of Christ. That's the confidence of Christ. So if you feel like you veered off the path, God will still get you home. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut, let me tell you, God's grace and his arms, his love and mercy will reach you right where you're at. Anybody hear what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Well, let's see what else God's got for us here through his word. Ephesians 1.14. It says the spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. Amen. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. Look at this. Right. And it says he did this so we would praise and glorify him. If we praise and glorify God, guess what? We honor God. Amen. So that's a piece of the puzzle. Are we honoring God? And I think about this over and over. How God has showed us so much grace through, man, it's Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we look at this, God gives us opportunities all the time to make a difference. Do you realize that? Every day. So let's move to the next thing. We're going to talk about opportunities. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. So a little bit of a preaching and a teaching today. So you think about opportunities. I put it this way. I said every day we're alive, we have an opportunity. We have free will. We have a choice. But we have an opportunity to experience God's presence every day. But a lot of times I don't think we do. I think God's there. I think God's willing all the time. Amen. But I think a lot of times we just call him when things get tough. Come on now. Is that just me? Sometimes we do that, right? Do we jump? Do we praise him when things are good? You know, sometimes. But boy, we could get, we could get on the knees when things are bad, can't we? Oh, my goodness. But just think about this. If, think about if we start our day with God, spend our day with God, and end our day with God, how much that we would be blessed and how much we could be a blessing. Again, I'm not talking about walking around, quoting Bible scriptures to everybody at the drive-thru, you know, and things like that. But having an attitude of prayer, having a heart that is like the heart of God. How do we do that? Stay in the word of God. Well, what do we want to do? We want to reflect him, right? We can reflect him daily. Mm-mm-mm. So many times, it, it seems to me, it's just uh it should be in some ways. We say, oh, it's just getting worse. The world's getting worse and worse and worse. And it's dark and dark and dark. It's so hard to be a witness. It ought to be easier to be a witness when it's dark. Because if we're the light in, in the worlds of darkness, it don't take a whole lot of light to reflect in that, does it? Are you ready for a story? All right. Check this out. Had to go to the doctors this week. And uh, sometimes you go to the doctor, you think you're going for something. And then they tell you, no, that's not why you're here. <laughs> And so I went, I, I went to a doctor, and I'm filling out 950 pieces of paper, give or take 10. And um, I'm seeing folks come in and come in and go out and come in. And I'm just looking. I said, man, it's Christmas time. Man, people's hearts are open to different things. I'm going to see if there's a need here or whatever. I'm just listening. I'm looking. I'm seeing what's going on. I saw some older folks. I was holding the door open for them and everything else. Just any way that the Lord let me put my foot in there and tell them about Jesus, I'm in. You know? So I'm looking around and I go back. And... Uh, how many, how many know you're starting to get old when your doctor says, hey, dude, <laughs> hey, dude, how you doing? And I was like, hi. You know, usually they don't say that, but this is a really, really uh, nice guy, young guy. I guess he was hitting me right where I was at. So he goes, hey, dude, how you doing? I'm going, well, I'm here. So he's looking around and doing a few odds and ends, and he's checking me over. And he's, you know, they told me all this time, man, you need to check some of these moles on your back and this, that, and everything else. And when he's talking, he's like cutting stuff off my back. I was like, what are you doing? He said, we got to get this checked. 
I said, okay. He said, and then he says, I don't like this one. And I'm going, I don't like that either. But I'm still talking to him. Everything. And then, then the real big thing of confidence, he put his arm on the shoulder. He says, we're going to send this to the best place in the world. Don't worry about it. I said, should I be concerned? He said, no. I said, okay. So we're just seeing what's going on. I said, well, if things are bad, what do we do? He said, I'll just cut you deeper and sew you back up. I said, well, I can work with that. Not a problem. And then we started talking about Jesus. We started talking about the Lord and all this stuff. So I go. And uh, when I head out, a few people there, and I notice something because I'm always looking for something. Give me, a, give me a crowbar, Jesus. I'll jump in with you. And there's two ladies there, and uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to pay and settle up and everything. And I look, and a lady has a Bible on her desk. Oh, look out now. And I said, oh, I see you. You got my favorite book. She said, what? I said, I see you got my favorite book over there. She said, yes, I do. I said, what's your favorite Favorite verse, book, anything like that. Now look, she's over here, and this other young girl, she's doing some stuff, and she's going like this. What are you talking about up here? She said, she's leaning into it. And she said, Job. I thought, Job? <laughs> she says, I need patience. I said, well, you're in the right book, baby. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, she's, she's a trooper, isn't she? And I said, that's good. And I was talking to her a little bit more, and, uh, and I see this young girl going, what are y'all talking about? I said, come on, Jesus, you ready? We're getting ready to reel her in here. Because, see, God has already purposed something in her heart. And you know how shy I am. It's, yeah, I'm a little shy. And I said, hey, what's going on there? And I, and I was talking a little bit. And, and she said, where do you go to church at? And this, that, and everything else. And I was talking some more. And for all those folks that are the first time here, I'm going to go ahead and show you what I shared with her. I said, do you got a piece of paper? The lady said, yes. And she gave me something. I said, something I could tear up. She goes, no. Wait a minute. She gave me that. So this, this young girl's over there. I said, let me tell you how good God is. So I, I, I start telling her a story. I said, you know, in life, there's a lot of things in our life that come along. I said, we just get bent over. I said, we don't know if we're going up or down. And this girl's watching the whole time. The line's getting longer, too. Oh, well, that means more people get to listen. I said, man, things are up and down. I said, sometimes I even feel like a dunce. She said, me, too. I said, but let me tell you something. I said, we got ups and downs and stuff in our life. And I said, man, sometimes you ever feel like things are just coming in and tearing, tearing away at you? She goes, I do. I do. And I ripped this up like that. And I, and I said, if you ever thought you had it all together and you find out, you know what, things just tear you apart. And if you thought you were trusted in, you had so many things figured out. But it wasn't, it wasn't what you thought after all. She goes, yeah. And I said, me too. I said, but let me ask you a question. I said, if you died tonight, would you go to heaven for sure? She said, I don't know. I said, you can know. I said, Really? I said, you know what? There's only one way to heaven. That's real fancy, isn't it? She says, there is? I said, yeah. The Bible says, Jesus says this. He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And I said, you know what? The world will tear all these things off you and everything else. But I want to tell you something. When you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he says, you know what? You're mine. I don't care what's been tearing at you or anything else. I said, but you know what? If you could keep me. Oh, now that's really cool. That's cool right there, but look, it's got hope right at the top. I didn't know I was going to do that. That's really good. Thank you, Lord. And, and I had that thing right there, and I said, you know what? I said, this is what God's done for you. Jesus Christ paid your sin debt and my sin debt in full. And now, I don't know if y'all can see this, but if you ever, you know what, this really gets them. If you take this right here the way I tore it, it says hell. It's amazing. I can't show you right here, but we'll show you afterwards. And I said, because you know what? When we don't have Christ, there's only one other place to go. What? And I said, it's right here. And I spelled it all out. And she goes, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I said, isn't that so? I said, but you don't have to go there because Jesus already paid the price. I said, would you like to, would you like to give your life to the Lord? She said, yes. 
got a line out there. Don't matter. Got to pray with that young lady. Gave her life to the Lord right there. Hey, all over a messed up mold. Amen. Got to use a bad mold to bring somebody to Jesus, man. Give the Lord a hand clap. So it's, it doesn't matter what we're doing or when we're doing. It's, it's are we available? So this is what the Lord was showing me right here. Seize the moment. How many moments do we let go by? It was about a week ago. I think I was telling you about doing a funeral for one of my buddies that uh, had passed away. And uh, with that, he had been through a lot of different things. And, and he had lost both his legs and, and lived probably another 10 years. And, and it's hard to get insurance when you've had a lot of those things. So he didn't have any insurance. And so when he passed away, there was, there was a concern about how they were going to pay for you know, um, his funeral and things. And I tell you what, it's pretty amazing when you see people with a common goal come together, uh, wrapped in love, how things happen. So some other friends got together and said, we're going to do a benefit. We're going to raise some money for our brother here that passed away, and we're, we're going we're to make sure that everything is, is done and taken care of. And so you know what? Everybody might have a different plan on how to do stuff, but they took the tools that they had and they used the tools with the heart of love and God blessed that even in the midst of that. And in five hours, I see more bikers, more bands, more this, that, and everything else. And not only did they meet the, the goal, they exceeded the goal. I don't want to focus too much on that. That's great. This is what the Lord showed me. When you are unified... And your focus is on the main thing. And it's wrapped in love. You watch what I can do. I thought, isn't that amazing? That's amazing. What would it look like if the church got unified? And, and our main thing was sharing Jesus. And, and we're wrapped in love like that. What could happen? Anything and everything. And so I looked at it and I thought, wow, Lord. In a short period of time, they gave of their time. They gave this. They were raffling off. They were raffling off a, a, a cake, right? They raffled the same cake off about five times, right? And I thought, what's what's going on here? And then I caught it. See, ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars for the cake. And the guy got the cake, and he gave him the money, and he said, "I want to invest it back." Come on. And they did it again, and they did it again, and they did it again, and they did it again. How can God use what we invest back? You see what I'm saying? He's teaching me all this through a pound cake yesterday, right? Amazing. So not only, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, isn't that something? There was no selfishness. Well, I paid for it, it's mine. They could have done that. You know, I, I did my part. I gave my $10, $20 or whatever, checked the box and everything else. But they wanted more. They wanted more and they freely gave back. They invested with love into the common goal and things changed. Church, we got to do that. We've got to keep our focus on God. We got to keep our focus on, man, coming back and filling up and, 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 and what God's put in you and what God's put in you. Let's turn it back again and say, hey, you know what? I remember going down that, that road. You know what? Let me, let me speak into your life. Whatever that thing is, okay? Whether it's giving, doing, encouraging or whatever, I believe we need to seize the moment. Hey, guess what? I would, when I went to that doctor's visit, it was raining. It was nasty. I wanted to be home. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want somebody cutting on me and sticking me and doing all this stuff. I wanted to go home. But guess what? God had a bigger plan. And I tell you what, just taking a few minutes with the common goal of, you know what? 
She's worth it. He's worth it. She's worth it. They're worth it. And just in a few minutes, that girl was so hungry to hear the truth of God's word. Boom, everything changed right then. Now notice this. Does that mean she never has a tough time or anything like that? No. But I can tell you one thing that settled in her life. She knew when she left, when I left that day there, that she knew that she had put her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You got his word on it. Amen. Let's seize those moments. Amen. Also, let's take a look at this. We need to obey and trust. When God gives us a nudge, it's perfect timing, isn't it? His timing is always perfect. And I thought about this. I said, again, I, I said this earlier. I said, you don't need to know all the answers if you're confident in the one who does know all the answers. How y'all going to do this? I don't know. You're going to have to trust God. You ever been in over your head a little bit? Sometimes that's the best place to be. Because then you have to depend on God. Amen. If God don't show up, we're not going to eat. If God doesn't show up, this is not going to happen. Is that a real bad place to be? Not necessarily. Because I tell you what, sometimes we think it's about us. Look what I did. Look what I'm doing. Look what I did. But you know what? I pray today as we refocus things on, in our life that we focus on what God's doing, how God can use us, and the purpose that God and the opportunity that God's put in our life. Amen. So let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? I'm going to pick it up a little bit. Because he's got a purpose, and that's what we're going to talk about right here. God has a purpose. I said, you are here now for a greater purpose. I said, you have eternity within you. How will you display it to others? How are you sharing what God's blessed you with and how what God's put in you? I'm not talking about stuff right now. I'm talking about Christ in you. How are we being a blessing to others, folks? Again, I could have kept on walking. I was like, oh, yeah, well, so I see you got a Bible there. That's nice. Uh, what, what, uh, uh, what print is it? That's nice. We kept on rolling. But God was prompting me. Prompting me. I wanted to encourage that lady. I had no idea that I was going to see God move in, in this other woman's life and, and, and just transform her life. Man, just taking that time, just taking a few minutes because God had a purpose for all that. Let me tell you, you know what's, you know what's really cool? When my doctor came in and then he left, I said, I asked the nurse, I said, that ain't the guy I'm supposed to see. She says, oh, you're right. But he's the best. I was like, favor of God. That's awesome. God uses doctors all the time, doesn't he? God uses you all the time if you're available. Amen. All right, let's keep on going. So are we eternal are, are you eternally minded? We talked about that right after the shoot. I said, when we look at the situation, do we really view it through the lens of eternity? Do you think about the eternal implications of stuff? When you serve, do you think about how it brings eternal value to stuff? Well, when you give, do you think about that? All the stuff. How can we reach people with the gospel message? All these different things, man. And, and, and God was just showing me, you know, today, what will be our takeaway from here today? You know, he said, okay, uh, but it was talking about we need to know Jesus uh, and we got hope. Okay? I'm praying right now. Lord, whatever it is, through the purpose, through the honor, through all these different things, for each person has a takeaway. What do you mean? That something said here today rings in your heart and you put your feet to it. Whether it's giving your life to the Lord today, whether it's forgiving somebody, whether making a fresh start, maybe it's making a commitment to, to dig in. I don't know what it is, but I'm saying right now, there's a purpose that you're here for today. Amen? You're like, oh, I just happened to come. No, that's not it. God knew you would be here and he has a purpose. Amen? 
So what has God purposed in your heart? And, and I, I, I think about this a lot of times. When we come to the end of the year, anybody like to reflect back on stuff? You know, kind of reflect back and go, man, look what God brought us through. How many, a lot of people got the Facebook thing. And they said, what is that little thing you click on there? It's been a great year. And you look at all your pictures and stuff going through there. Basically, it's just a timeline. And you take some of your pictures and you look back. And I saw a couple of things. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? You know, you see how God brought people through this and all these different situations. And, and I, I happened to think about, you know, my own life. I said, man, look, at, look what I went through this year. Man, a lot of different changes. You know, my mom's been back and forth in the hospital doing both things here. You know, she was blind, but now she could see. I mean, that's, uh, that's something to write home about right there. You know, different things, how God is growing the church, how God's moving in, in the life of his, his, his people. You know, different things like that. So I don't want to miss those things. I want to, man, I want to celebrate those things. But also, I want to look forward to what God's going to do. What is God speaking to us? What is he purposed in our heart to do with this up and coming new year? You know what? I don't know exactly what it is for you. I'm still seeking the Lord about it for me. But I can tell you that it's going to be something that brings forth eternal value. That's the way he pays out. Eternal value. Never can outgive God. Amen. So let's keep on rolling. I said the race is on. Isn't it amazing how we can get so much urgency on stuff that brings no eternal dividend? Right? How many people are going to watch a football game today? Redskins in Dallas. Right? right? Okay. Now, people will line up. They will not be late. They'll be there. They'll stay out in the cold. They'll do all this stuff. But they'll ride by church and say, ah, I'm running behind. I don't think I'm going to go today. Yeah? We'll do that sometimes. See, we, we get all right. Man, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go on your job. You're going to be the first one. You know, I'm going to be at work. I've got to get there by this time and everything else. But then sometimes we get a little lax in the things of the Lord. I pray that God takes, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, switches that in us and says, you know, my number one thing is this. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do what God has for me today. Don't have to take a big project. Take a baby step. You know, you got young folks in here. Man, maybe you're going to be the one that takes a stand at your school. Maybe you're going to be the one that takes a stand in your family. I don't know. Maybe you're going to be the one that goes across the street to to, to help the older lady bring her trash can out. I don't know. But you know what? I do know this. If you're available, God will show you. Amen. And, And not only that, he will lead you and he will guide you and the race is on. But see, there's got to be an urgency. I don't know because my birthday's coming up or whatever. But you start, when, when my birthday comes up, I go, man, how old am I now? Okay, you're going to be 50 years old. Let's see. And I see people that are 60 years old. My mom's 85 years old. You start running the tape. You ever do that? And I'm thinking, I can't do what I used to do, but I could do this. All this is going through my mind last night. And Denise probably don't know nothing about it because she was asleep and I was talking steady. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. I said, you know, I'm going to be 50 years old, Lord willing. I said, 50 years old. I said, I don't feel 50 years old. I feel 80 sometimes. <laughs> no. But and I got thinking about that. I said, so you look at the ways of the world. You look at all this. I said, man, I don't know how much time I got. I'm not talking about dying. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I want to make an impact while I'm here. Eternally. Amen. Amen. I, I want to make it count, man. So, you know, I, I, and look, I don't know if we get 10 years. I don't know if we got 20 years. I don't know if I'll make it to, to you know, get a taco today. But, and, and the cool thing is I'm confident when I go. So when, when I do choke, I just say, well, bless God, he's made it there before us if you but left behind. So don't have to sling no snot and cry or anything. He's like, man, he, he did. What I pray with our lives is this, is that we made a difference for the long haul. 
Remember I was talking about grandparents and different things like that? You know, I might not know my great-grandparents' uh, name and all those different things like that. I, I could figure it out. But I do know this, that they deposit some faith seeds into my parents, into my family, and some rights and some wrongs and some different things and a whole lot of love. And I'm grateful for that. So it doesn't always have to be monetary or a building. So Jesus, he didn't invest in a lot of buildings. He invested in people. I want to invest in people. I want to spend time with people. I want to make a difference in people, man, in their lives, you know. I went to that uh, benefit yesterday. My brother never preached a sermon that I, that I know. I know he loved a lot of people. And I know a lot of people loved him. And I know he, that he probably didn't get along with everybody. But I can tell you this. When you see people come together to help other people that touch their lives, then that's a legacy. That's powerful. That's awesome. What can we do as believers in Christ? We've got a Holy Spirit in us. God has a purpose for us. He, give, he gives us the best message in the world. Jesus loves you just the way you are. You don't have to qualify because you're qualified in Christ. Amen. All those things. We have hope. That expectation of what God's going to do. We have a purpose. And now I pray that through this confident hope that we crank up the urgency. When I'm over there playing the music, they always get on me. I play too fast because I get excited. They're trying to put, I mean, I'll be, and they're going, Dad, stop, Dad, stop. And this time he's going, slow down. I get excited. Because I want to tell, I know, man, this is an hour, this is the time right now that I can tell some people some things that will transform their life. Man, game on, this is it. This most important part of your, your week can be here. It doesn't have to be here, but it can be here because you know why? We're going to preach and teach the word of God. And God's word does what? Transforms. It changes everything. Amen. So I just pray, you know, that we take that urgency today. And that's a powerful truth that we just got to get a hold of, man. That, you know, do you ever think about the creator of the universe has chosen you to be his instrument of choice? I say it all the time. I would not pick me. But God said, I can work with that. You got a big mouth, I'll use it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever the case is. See, and, and, and that's what I love about the Lord is that, you know what? He sees our best on our worst day. Isn't that, Isn't that what love does though? Love has a way of seeing the best in the situation. Even on the worst day. I pray that we can take a little bit of that into the new year. That we can look through the lens of the Lord. And, and, and pick the positive. And that we can look at those things. I'm not saying go into stuff and go. Oh everything's great. We know that's not the situation. Things are getting rampant up in this world. But I'm going to tell you what. We're not alone. And God's already told us. Hey, be a good cheer. We've overcome the world. Amen. There's trials and tribulations in the world. But you know what? We don't have to be tossed back and forth. We can be rock solid in what God's doing. And the race is on. Everybody ready? I'm going to get ready to bring it home now. And we can do it with excellence. Amen. God does things amazing, doesn't he? I said, look at this. I said, every believer has a gift to share for this generation. This is really where I want to go, go here today. I'm just setting the stage. I said, it's your time. It's your opportunity to rise up to the top and be confident in the hope of Christ. What has God... Put in you for a time such as this. You were born at the time you were born, at the place you were born, to the folks you were born, because that's what God purposed. Amen. So he knew where you were going to be. He knows where you're going to be. He knows all those things. And he's deposited something in you like nobody else. Amen. 
for a time such as this. Let's keep on going. So what we need to do, we need to allow the seed that the Lord has planted in you to grow. How do we do that? I pray by fanning it, fanning it with the, the word of the Lord. Fanning the faith, right? Looking at what God's done and keeping walking with that. There's so many things. There's some great ideas people's got. I heard a guy preaching one day. He says, you know, the most fruitful place in the world is the cemetery. I thought, what are you talking about? He says, there's so many dreams. There's so many inventions. There's so many ideas that people carry to the grave. They never stepped out. Let's not do that. Amen. So many of those things. People took them. They had a gift and they never stepped out in faith. Man, I want to encourage you to step out. Step out when the Lord's showing you something. Step out. Man, find that purpose that God's planted in your life. And step out and run that race for Christ. Amen. And I put it this way. I said, there's a dream to harvest. There's a season to bloom. And there's a life to impact. Amen. And most of all, there's a difference to make. And I just really wonder sometimes, what is that? Have you ever thought about it? What is that dream that God has planted in your heart? I believe that every child of God has a, has a, a dream in their heart. Amen. I believe that God has placed something in there. You know, when we started out here, I told you many times, I, I never thought about doing a church, never thought about doing anything like that. But as God continued to cultivate things in my heart and put people in my life, he says, you know, I got something for you. I got something for you. You think about that. You think, well, man, how in the world can we make any difference? Which is a little one-room church house. Made all the difference in the world in your life, didn't it? Made all the difference in my life. Made all the difference in that girl's life uh, standing behind the counter last week. It made all the difference in the world to that man that, that God told me to go pray for him on 323 last week, didn't it? Right? Made all the difference in my life when you guys say, hey, man, I'm praying for you. Hey, you know what? We're standing with you. So don't think it's got to be huge to be huge. It's just got to be for real. And let me tell you. What God has for us is amazing. I said, there's a season to bloom. I look at this next year coming up. You never hear anybody say, well, this next year is going to be terrible. Everybody just hold on. You don't hear that, right? I'm going to tell you this. I believe that God has got some great things. And I know I've been around long enough to know that there's bumps, bruises, and setbacks. But I'm going to tell you what, our God is bigger than that. Amen? So I pray that, just like we're talking about, unify on what God's doing putting our hope and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It said, Lord, you know what? When you say move, we're going to move. When you say stop, we're going to stop. Lord, you say speak, we're going to speak. And watch how he moves in that. You know? Because there's a dream to harvest. There's a season to bloom. And there's a life to impact. Who has God put in your life that you can speak a word of truth into? A speak a word of life into? I mean, encouragement's pretty cheap. It doesn't cost you anything to encourage somebody. But it can change somebody's life. I'm not saying be fake or plastic or anything else because people know that. They'll see that. And I'm not saying you do that to get something. Ask the Lord, how can I encourage this person's life? How can I encourage this person here? It's amazing. Sometimes it's just the littlest, littlest thing. When I was playing music, uh, we would play all the time and learn stuff, all these different things. And I had this guy that was a drummer. He jumped on me so bad. I'll never forget it. I was, a, I was a grown man. I was almost in tears. I was like, what? Do you realize how hard I practiced you? I mean, man, we were tight on this music this, because that was my thing. That was my passion. See, I was tying in. That's what I did. That's, everything was invested in that. And another buddy of mine was like, man. I was like, I said, can you? I was just, man, I was like ready to throw down. He said, he said, hey. Are you going to let what he says govern you? Or are you going to let what's true about what you're doing and the passion that you have 
Keep you moving on. And in that minute of being wounded and everything else, I thought, I just gave that guy way too much control of my life. Has that ever happened to you guys? Something you're passionate about, whatever. And somebody comes up and says, oh, they don't have anything invested. They're just doing this. What is that thing that you're passionate about? What is that dream that God's put in your heart? Don't let anybody rob you of that. Don't let anybody sidetrack you on that. Seek the Lord and allow God to help you bloom in that season. I believe this is a time that we're going to rise up as a church. I believe this is, and I'm talking about not just here, I'm talking as, as a rule. We need to stand up, man. Now, I don't mean we got to beat people down or anything else, but I tell you what, I pray that anybody that comes through these doors, if somebody asks you, what does it take to, to have a personal relationship with Christ? What does it take to know that you're going to heaven? And everyone can say, you know what? I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about him. That's the very foundation right there. And we'll go from there. And God will grow from there. But it starts with calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. So are we going to be difference makers this year? Everybody says, amen. amen. I believe we can. And I, I think that one of the things that I, I, I see throughout is that, you know, what? when we serve, let's serve with excellence. You know, let's serve with excellence and make a difference. Because, you know what? God has equipped us with everything we need. I'm going to read this again. Romans 12, 12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. If there's three pieces that you can take with you from here, it's those right there. Because you know what? We can be joyful in the hope because we know in who we hope for, hope, our hope is, our confident expectations in. Amen? It's Jesus Christ. Patient in affliction. How many afflictions going to come? There's going to be tests. Amen? That's how you know where you're at. <laughs> we don't like signing up for the test. You know, I'm like, I'm good. Take me out, coach. I don't, I don't know. But you know what? You, 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 it's just part of life. And the next thing, he gives us a great tool. Prayer. One of the greatest gifts ever given is prayer. We have the privilege and the opportunity to communicate with God anytime. Isn't that amazing? You ever had somebody say, man, if I could just talk to them one more time. If I could just say, just get their input one more time. Maybe your dad, maybe your grandparents, maybe your wife. Maybe so. If I could just say one more, if I could just talk to them one more time. Well, let me tell you, you don't have to worry about that with God. Because he's always willing. He's always open. And he's always for you. So today, let me ask you a question. Where's your hope at? Not your hope, so as the world. Where is your confident expectation for the long haul? What are you counting on for eternity? What are you counting on as that guarantee to go to heaven? I'm going to help you with that. If you count on anything else outside of what I'm telling you, you're going to come up short, man. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. It doesn't matter how many times you come to church. It doesn't matter how much you put in the pot. It doesn't matter how much you give down at the Salvation Army. It doesn't matter about your grandma playing the piano. It matters about this thing. Lord, I'm confessing with my mouth the Lord Jesus. Come into my life, Lord. I know that I have sinned in my life. But Father, you have a remedy for that. And his name is Jesus. Today, Lord, come into my life and forgive me. So I just ask you to think about that for a minute. And I want to pray for you.
as you close your eyes and open your heart. You know, I pray something said today encourages each person here, maybe the people that listen to it later on uh, on the internet. What is it that God's doing and nudging you today sitting here? Are you 100% sure that if you took your last breath today that you'd spend eternity in heaven? If you're not, I want you to look up here because I'm going to help you with this. I want you to look right here so I can tell you the truth of God's word. I'm going to repeat it just what we said a minute ago. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Is that you today? If that's your prayer today, I just raise your hand and say, that's my prayer today. Say, you know what? I'm trusting God today. Awesome. If you're here today, say, yeah, I've heard that, but you know, I'm not ready right now. This, that, other thing. I don't know what you're waiting on. Don't put it off. That's the urgency. Don't put it off. You're not guaranteed another minute, not guaranteed another second. You say, well, why are you telling me? You're trying to scare me? No, I'm trying to tell you that I want you informed. And, it's, and, and as, as a brother in Christ, it's my duty it's, it's, it, to, to let you know, hey, call upon the name of Jesus. If you're here today and say, man, I've done that, but boy, I've run away, but I have missed the mark. I have done what I wanted to do. I'm not living like I'm supposed to do. Well, you know what? You're in a perfect place because that's probably fits most everybody around. We all miss the mark, but the good news is this. Jesus Christ is right here, right now, never changing. And his love for you is unconditional. Know today that you can be secure. Look at all those scriptures. There's many, many more. The scriptures that we had on that first slide. Over and over and over. While you, just, while you got your eyes closed, I'm, I'm going to read those back. I want you to insert yourself into this. It says, And without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he's, he exists and that he, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. 2 Corinthians 1.22 says this, and it says, And he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Ephesians 1.14 says this, The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purposed us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Amen. Let's praise and glorify the Lord for what he's doing. Amen.